0: You are listening to The Holocron on the Let's Do Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show.
1: Galaxy far away. Welcome to the Holocron with your host, Lador, and her apprentice, Justin Hamilton. Now, let's get. Ready to talk Star Wars. Rise, Lord Vader. That's right. That's right. Hambone coming in here. Look, you know what? Get out of here, Ellis, you Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't having none of that tonight. Because I'm excited about Star Wars. Oh, my God. Look, I'm going to tell you guys like straight up right off the bat as I bring in my partner tonight, Dagan, talking about this episode of the book of Bubba Fett. Like, oh, my God, dude, I'm just telling you right now, straight up, 100 percent, literally some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, usually I come on here with some news. Well, guess what? Lucky me not a lot of news broke this week okay usually i go and pick out something that's like random in an episode that maybe you don't know a lot about to start talking about that but no no we're not having none of that tonight because i'm not going to stall talking about this episode of the book above a fet and you know what people like every one of you like that go out there and say something about like it should be a different name i don't give a crap what the show's called, what the episode was called, or any of that. Because 100% legitly, that was just awesome Star Wars. And if I had to get it in a show that's named Book of Bubba Fett, that didn't have a lot of Bubba Fett in it, I don't give a crap. They could have called it uh, Flamboozle denoozle. I don't care. I would have still watched it and would have still loved every second of it. I hope that like everyone that watched it loved it as much as I do, or at least like to a certain percentage of what I do. I'm a huge star Wars fan. Obviously I own a Sith tunic right now that I'm wearing for this show because of how excited I am. Like just amazing what happened on that screen. And I'm not going to lie to you. To me, that was one of the best episodes of television that I have seen now That is taking away things like uh, Game of Thrones and the Battle of the Bastards and the wedding wedding and some of the episodes that like Game of Thrones had and some other shows. Right. Like I'm not denouncing those uh, shows. Those shows were amazing and awesome. But this show uh, for the book of Boba Fett, this episode of television is one of the greatest things I've ever seen for like multiple reasons. Like there was a bunch of things in this episode to love, to like to enjoy and just have fun with Dagan. Where are you at, man? Like what, what do you think about this whole thing?
0: Look, Justin, um, I still have a really, really big problem with the colors on those fucking speeder bikes. And it totally ruined star Wars for me. Uh, and man, I'm just, I think I'm going to cancel my Disney plus. No, I'm kidding. This episode was fucking awesome. Just so great. Um I think if you put together uh the perfect blend, the perfect mix of one episode of television for Star Wars fans, this to me is that episode. Um it's a near-perfect Star Wars uh piece of work, I think. It has everything you'd want. It has fan service done right. You know, I think people complain about the fan service and some of the sequel trilogy stuff being just kind of member berries thrown at you. This was fan service done right. It had a perfect balance. The episode was very well paced. I thought the the three-act structure of it was done uh, brilliantly. Uh, Some amazing surprises in there, as we'll get into. But um, this is my favorite episode of any Disney Plus show that we've gotten so far, including yes. the MCU shows.
1: Oh, dude, I was exactly and, going to utter that. Yes.
0: And uh, it is. I would agree with you, it is one of my favorite, probably not, maybe not my favorite, because there's some really, it's hard to say, because there's some really, really good classic episodes of television out there. Breaking Bad, Mandias comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But this is up there for me as one of the greatest episodes of television I've ever seen. So, I mean, I, I, I can't, like, I, I, I can't lie. Like, I'm being honest with you right now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is true. This is my true opinion. This is me not just, like, gushing over something. Well, it is. But it's very real. Like, I'm not just doing a bit here. I loved this episode.
1: No man, this episode to me was fantastic just because of the, the reasons of where we had multiple things like and not just like the the, the surprise. Right. There was the big, huge, like, surpri- not really like I was already thinking, especially because this episode was written by uh Dave Filoni. Like I was already thinking that something like this could happen. So, like, it wasn't the biggest shock in the world when I saw this certain character starting to walk across the desert and everything else. But like. It was the, the different things that we got in one episode and the way they were able to put together that made it so beautiful, you know. Like we got the setup from last episode when he said he had to go visit, you know, his small friend. And we didn't know if we were actually going to be able to see that or get that or anything in this episode. And it turns out it would go straight to that, right? Uh we see him flying around in his sweet, awesome ship and all this stuff. And just to like have the uh training. Luke Skywalker and Grogu like you're able to see like the training and like what's changing with with, with Grogu right since he's left the, the show since he got taken away at the end of Mandalorian season two and to not only see that but to have the moment of like even cool like I'm something cool like even the small things like the new droids that we saw in this the androids I thought they were actually pretty cool looking and stuff and everything so like even that was cool. Being able to see R2 D2 like not in a big screen movie, like was, you know, we got to see him at the end of Mandalorian season two with Luke to begin with, but to like see him again, like in this uh, show, like doing this thing and, you know, always being like never takes you to a straightforward to what you exactly want to go to or whatever. He always like does those things where he like sets you up where you're supposed to be, even though you may not want to be there. R2 D2 has always kind of been that way, but like just. Like, that whole thing, and then seeing the training, uh, just the that moment, like, not going to lie, like I talked about it before the series, I didn't think it would happen in the series, I thought it would be later, I did think that they would eventually have them hook up, but I didn't think it would happen in this particular show. Ahsoka, how big, uh, if you're a huge Star Wars fan, how big it was, they barely talked to each other, they barely had any interaction in this show, but even that small part. Of them just being next to each other and talking and discussing, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka for her, and you know they've talked before now because, like, in the episode, she goes ahead and says, "Like, like your father." She knows who his father is, dude. How cool is that? To yeah, have Ahsoka,
0: and he, and he right obviously, next to Luke Skywalker. yeah, and he obviously knows that she knew him. I'm sure she's given him the rundown, you know, of of all the stuff that they had, went through together. But um, what a a cool thing to see those two on screen together,
1: right? Yeah, but just big purpose stuff. Like, just like you said, they didn't give you all the discussion, right? They didn't give you this long monologue of them two talking to each other. But just with those couple of sentences, start thinking to yourself, like, Luke Skywalker knew who Vader was at the end of the trilogy, obviously, right? Like, he knew a couple of things from, like, being able to talk to Obi-Wan, but to to know that Luke Skywalker has had serious discussions with Ahsoka, someone who knew him like for a long period of time, that was her master and taught her a lot of the Jedi ways that she actually still uses today to know that Luke Skywalker was able to talk to someone who knew Anakin so well before he, you know, uh, made that tragic turn to try to save Padme and become part of the dark side to actually be able to talk to him and her to be able to tell him stories. And Luke now knows that his father wasn't bad all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it wasn't like he was born bad. It wasn't that he was bad from the beginning to be able to hear those stories uh, from the prequels and, and from the clone wars area. Like she's going to be able to tell Luke Skywalker. It's just amazing. When you just think about it, let your mind run with what Ahsoka could tell luke skywalker in those moments oh yeah
0: ahsoka uh, is gonna let luke use her disney plus account so he can watch all the clone wars and rebels to get all the those stories
1: yeah yeah i mean dude like (laughs) look but just thinking about those things man uh yeah yeah, and, and on top of that to like just look at the characters that we got we we got black chrysanthemum earlier in this uh show and that was big in itself right? Like, straight up 100%, that's still a big thing. That's a character that Disney and and the comics have made, like, outside of the television, outside of the movies. And that's such a big deal to be able to bring a character that they've created in, in a venue like that and bring it onto this show. But then to have, you know, like I said, it wasn't the best kept secret in the world, but then to have what we saw, like, with Cad Bane walking down the desert to come into the town. And you know, everyone that loves Star Wars knew who that was before he ever got all the way there to see him close up. You saw the like, just like, almost like a shadow coming towards the town and everyone knew who the hell it was from first sight. Like, man, fist pumping, just excited. Like Cad Bane's one of my favorite characters from the actual Clone Wars uh, animated cartoon. And to be able to see that kind of character live in the flesh and look so good. It's not only that they put him in the show, look Look how good he looks, dude, man, Uh, man. (laughs) And, and they just did it perfectly. This is the thing about art. It's like, okay, you can't just put this character in there. They put this character in there so perfectly and beautifully. When you really sit down and you look at all the stuff that they did to set it up, like just the Western feel. And it was just perfect that they, uh, uh, had I can't think of his name off the bat. You probably know, but like he plays in that show Justice or something like that. The the character for Cobb Van like oh I Timothy Oliphant, the T- Timothy Oliphant, right? Yeah, like perfect casting because of oh, his yeah. like character that he played. Justice had these same sort of mannerisms so he's, he's a, already he's the a sheriff. Right. Yeah. So he like, start,
0: this episode kicks off with him just blowing those dudes away, those pipes. He got the one guy left. He's like, "All right, you're the smart one. You can go.
1: Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that scene. And then you come into this scene where Cad Bane's walking towards the town and he walks into the middle of the road like an old school yeah. Western. And like when they have Cad Bane, how perfect it was to me that he didn't just look him out of eye to begin with. The hat covered half his face. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not to really hide that it's Cad Bane, because we all know it's Cad Bane. It starts but out to be with a, just the,
0: the small figure of him. And then his close, the, every time he gets closer, you see a little bit more of him. I love that.
1: Exactly. like So like his hat's covering half his face, though. And we all know it's Cad Bane. But just the way and how beautifully it was done, that just teasing you, teasing you and teasing you and teasing you. And for whatever reason, it just felt like it wasn't completely real until you saw those red eyes. And he comes like looking up, and you see his full entire face like you pulled up in that picture is just amazing, man. Like, Oh my God. Like, and, but it had so many different things and elements in here, right? Like it had, uh, you know, like the justice scene at the very beginning, like you were talking about when Cobb uh bumps into the pikes at the very beginning, cause they were trying to run the spice. So it was almost like a cop stops trying to stop a drug deal kind of thing. Right. Like trying to protect his town then just it becomes the spice over yeah right then we go into the training session where we see like baby grogu like being able to learn like uh things for the force and everything and then we switch back over and it becomes like oh we need help so there's a character just trying to get help from another one which then turns yeah. into an old school western then it yeah. don't stop there because at the very end of the episode it's like you're watching like a, a old school gangster movie like where guys walk in they don't really do anything. They act like they're going to like, you know, patronize the place or whatever patron in place. And then they stand up and walk away and, and and it blows up. Like they, they set up a bomb, yeah. like an old school gangster film. You had all those elements in this show. And usually, usually when that happens, right. Usually when you try to do so many different things in an episode, like it doesn't come together very well. Like it may still look cool, but it just doesn't come together Yeah, but as I was
0: saying over earlier, this was a perfect like three act structure. You know what I mean? It was structured very well.
1: Right, exactly. And like they made everything work and it came together so beautifully. Yeah. Like I said, because like you just had those different elements all around and those big things. And like I said, sometimes the biggest things aren't like what you would assume to be the very biggest things. Right. Sometimes it's those subtle things like the fact that we know Luke and Ahsoka has talked about Luke's father like that's a very small thing in the show like you might not even catch it if you're not a big Star Wars fan matter of fact but to be able to know that it's there and 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 just like my mind started wondering like oh my god what have they talked about how much yeah. have they talked right like just man it was crazy like so cool <clears throat> Yeah, I don't even know where to begin, man. Cause like I know. I'm well, so...
0: I, I think we should start here. Jeremy Miller makes an interesting comment here. He says Shamuk, who got hired for Lucasfilm, is the deep fakes guy, and he deserves all the credit. Yeah, that was one oh. of the things I picked up on right away, was how much better Luke looks. Um yes. I did have the one shot here of them talking. I mean, that looks like Mark Hamill. Like Mark Hamill's actually there. Uh really, really well done. A, a dramatic improvement over what we had, I think. And Um, you know, definitely a good move by Disney hiring this guy because he's doing a really, really great job. It's still not perfect. There's like a little bit of wonkiness you can still kind of see here and there. But again, I feel like this is just a significant improvement to what that Disney has done before with this stuff. And Oh yeah, it was definitely better
1: than Mandalorian season two. Yeah,
0: and I would even go as far as to say they should have him re-edit some scenes, do the scene at the end of Mandalorian, which he kind of did for his YouTube channel. But do that scene, do Tarkin fix that up a little bit, Uh, Leia at the end of Rogue One? I mean, Lucas is constantly fucked with his versions of the original trilogy. So why not Disney go in there and fix a couple things and make it look better so that when you go on Disney Plus and you play, oh, wow, that looks like so much better than what it used to be. Um, Yeah, great hire by Disney here with this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Danny, man, if you got a second, you can jump in here and talk with us, man, if you want. But anybody else in the chat, man, because, like, Uh, Usually we kind of run down the episode, kind of talk about stuff that happened and everything. But I just don't know if I can even my brain just all over the place (laughs) about this episode to where I don't like really even probably even going to do that. Like I said, like we're totally doing a different format because this episode was so great. So if you're in the chat, man, you got questions, you've got things you want to talk about, put them in the chat. Very chat interactive show we'll do tonight and stuff like that. And we'll hit like some of the key points and uh, talk about things.
0: Danny might be joining us a little later on. So that'll be yeah, yeah, so, his perspective on the, like, the, <clears> the but, effects here on this, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But Adelia in the chat, like she's got Cobb Vanth better not be dead. That's all I have he's to not. say. Like, <laughs> listen, and I, I feel, I feel her cause like some people actually read the aftermath books and stuff and got to know a yeah. little bit of his story. And then he got to show up in the Mandalorian and now in the book of Bubba Fett. And he's like a character that some people loves. Obviously the actor yeah. they chose is super awesome too. That helps out a lot.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah I great. don't,
1: yeah, I don't, Obviously, the deputy, that dude, he he done. He did. Oh up. yeah. Like he uh, got well, he call, got blasted on, dude. Like, oh my I god. I called him
0: a uh, discount Alden Aaron Ray Con solo. Like not even discount han solo. Disc because Alden Aaron Ray already is kind of a discount Han Solo. So this was discount uh, Alden Iron Aaron Ray solo. This this guy, poor guy, this deputy. Yeah, he was new and he didn't last Listen, very long. No,
1: no. <laughs> this is how brilliant that scene was set up because when you set up something like this, sometimes you forget the details, right? Like me and you both love wrestling. And one of the hardest parts yeah. that get over with in wrestling is like, they don't think about the details. Sometimes they just,
0: they oh, well, Yeah, whatever, me, no. you know
1: what I'm Go saying? Ahead. But like, but no, like the whole thing here is, is like the details are so big and Cad Bane standing in the middle, like one of the best moments, man, I'm talking about anticipation, like just, like body started having chill bumps man like i wish i was like i had to work this morning so like i wasn't going to join the thing but i woke up like a couple minutes after the show uh premiered and i went ahead and watched it and and everything and man dude i'm fist pumping when cad bane's walking through the dude, desert and coming to come into the town our, yeah yeah we did our yeah, watch
0: actually. along last night on the Twitch channel and those guys especially like Ferris and Chris Hall were marking out hard for yeah, 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 that Probably need great. to put
1: something up. We might yeah, need probably. to do a,
0: a compilation with a
1: reaction. Either that or at least a clip. And uh to tell yeah, you guys yeah. like while I'm thinking <laughs> about it, because I'm probably gonna forget. Like I said, I'm all over the place how excited I am about being able to talk about this episode. So I might forget something. Is whenever it comes to it, uh we're going to next week. Uh I got it set up on my schedule at work to be able to do this and everything. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, uh, live watch along, uh, with the actual like, uh, show again. So anybody that wants to watch that and be there with us on that and we'll probably put together like a little thing for it too, as well for that final episodes, uh, probably even do, uh, you know, and, and we're obviously going to be talking about it next week as well. But the biggest thing is in that scene, the, what I was talking about with the details is like, so Cad Bane comes into town, right? They do that slow build up, man. Oh my God. That like it, The tension just kept building and building and building. The way Timothy was looking at Cad Bane, and Cad Bane really wasn't, it looks like he was staring through everybody's soul. And it's, then, like, you can see the deputy. The I, deputy. I, you uh, can see the mean, deputy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 great. So no, great. The good, bad
1: and the ugly. Like, oh, dude. So like, much but, tension. I love it. I was having so much fun watching wrestling before hit this that, like, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that I was going to ask you to get that actual, like, gif of the good, the bad, and the ugly because that's what it looked okay. like, dude. Yeah. And then, like, the straight up whenever the deputy's hands is shaken and Timothy realizes there at the last second that his deputy is going to try to pull his gun, going to try to uh, surprise Cad Bane and you're not going to surprise Cad Bane, but these guys don't know how badass he truly is and to be able to have that stuff like that going on and like for Cad Bane to shoot the most important person first, right? Like that detail for him to shoot Timothy first, Cobb Bane and then just lay three in the center of the chest and that deputy that was straight up like gangster. You ain't coming back from this. You are gone. Right. He he had to do what he had to do to take Cobb Banth out of the situation so that he could take out the deputy as super fast as he can. But just the way they were doing that with like this, uh, this awesome detail, like for a second, they did it so well. I thought I was watching something like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like it was just one of those things that was like, just amazing how they were able to put it together and, and all that stuff. And like that whole Cad Bane thing to me is like, man. And now because I think they put him in the show, me and Danny talked about. That's one of the reasons why I told Danny he could join the show, because before uh, this episode. uh, For the season actually started me and Danny was talking about the fact that Filoni's involved Cad Bane could come and they have a story arc where Cad Bane and Bubba Fett kills Cad Bane in the Clone Wars, but it never was aired and it never was done. So it's right. not canon. It
0: was like concept yeah. art. Basically. Yeah.
1: Now. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm not wanting Cad Bane to go like not right if, away. Yeah. If, if they take him out at the end of this season and like actually kill Cad Bane, Like, I'm going to be disappointed unless they just make him look so badass before he goes out. Like, I think they can do it, and it'll be fine, but he has to be bad. He has to be just super amazing beforehand.
0: He's like the uber villain of the show, I feel like. And I I don't see him taken out, especially if, like, they're going to maybe do a season two uh, of this show. I think you got to have him be, like, the big, big bad for that. So uh, I hope they don't kill him off right away, especially (laughs) since we just introduced him. But, yeah, man, that scene, I totally was getting some... Good, the bad, and the ugly vibes. Um, Brennan here as well saying that uh, he watched Tombstone yesterday in this episode. Gave him Western vibes. Definitely other people in the chat saying that as well. Uh, but, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when I was like, you know, I've been posting like just brief trying to do non-spoiler kind of reactions on my Twitter right after the episode airs. because I've been staying up for it the last uh, couple weeks. But this is the, what, the one that I posted here. Uh, just like these guys staring each other down. Yeah. That's exactly the kind of way that it was shot uh, on this show as well, where it just and you know
1: when they have that yeah. pan out version where you can see the whole face of Clint Eastwood, does his face because it's so angular, not just remind you of uh, Cad Bane a little bit? Yeah, a right. Little I mean, bit. obviously the skin's blue and the eyes are big and red and everything else. That's an obvious difference, but just the angled structure of yeah. their faces, the way they come down to a point, just kind of reminds me of each other. I mean, nah, man, it was just done in such a beautiful way, like I said. Like I can't talk about uh how they treated Cad Bane in this, um yeah. how amazing it was, and like they kind of set you up, right? Because it looks like uh Cobb is gonna talk to the town, it looks like he's gonna gather on up, mm-hmm. which I think that's gonna happen anyway, because now yeah. you even saw the bartender, the look on his face when Cad Bane right. was walking away. Like, so now I think the town's gonna actually join the fight. I think I so too. Think, I
0: don't think he's dead.
1: Yeah, I don't think is yeah. dead because if you listen to the and I watched it a second and uh, I did, time too. Yeah, you, you get it
0: the second time. He, he yeah, gets yeah. shot, but it, you can see them patching him up. So I think he's going to be all right. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, people yeah. are already trying to help him. They're telling him, him to get the You doctor, don't bring Timothy Oliphant him. in for
0: two episodes of television and then get rid of him. Like you, you keep this guy around. He's just a great actor.
1: But, yeah, Brandon, there is a Yoda shout-out actually a couple of times here. Yeah. talk about Master Yoda. And they even pull out his lightsaber. And I'm like, at first, I'm like, how the hell did they get Yoda's lightsaber? But you got to think about it. Luke was there when Yoda died. Like, so I'm I'm pretty sure he would have grabbed his lightsaber for like a keepsake or whatever. Like, and that's just the perfect He may have had
0: it with him. We just never saw him with it on Dagobah. (coughs) There's no reason for him to use it.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's, yeah, he's never going to use it. It's way too small for him. But like, the thing is, it makes sense for him to keep it.
0: Yeah, Yoda was not going to use his lightsaber after he fought the Emperor on Dagobah. There was no reason to.
1: Maybe to like yeah, fend yeah, off some creatures yeah, or something. I mean, it was his. Like, it, like, what is he um, using? I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. he used it to cut up some animals before he put on. Yeah, the like, yeah, fend off stuff, some but.
0: creature. Yeah, like, yeah, like use it to <clears> go <throat> hunt hunting in the storms. But
1: We also <laughs> got Jeremy Miller in the chat. Yeah. Luke training Grogu was one of my favorite stuff in this episode. Oh, Reminds so me when we go to train Luke. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, they brought in the backpack. I mean, there's so many like little details here, like I said, that yeah. makes it even better. Like, the backpack. Him uh, running around. I loved it when they were walking to a new park to do some more training. And Luke was this, uh, as they were walking, was just slightly moving his hands. And it was like making Grogu like hop over the yeah. front. Because obviously Grogu can't move as fast because, you know, yeah. I mean, he's a little, real small. Uh, then you like you said, Brennan, with I watched Tombstone yeah. yesterday and this episode gave me serious Western vibes. Yes, it did. Uh, uh, Brandi, justin, who, justin,
0: yes. Thank you. We, we should uh, talk about the Yoda. Luke's, uh, the Grogu Luke stuff before a week. I know your brain's like, "Ah, we're going so fast here, but yes.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, I agree. Uh, But I was just (laughs) going to say like uh, Brandy here, I love this episode. Thanks for letting me watch with y'all, which you can do if you're part of the Patreon and stuff. We get together and watch these episodes. But like the biggest key with this is is Brandy's not this huge Star Wars fan. She doesn't like dislike it or hate it or anything. She's never really been into it. And this is one of the first things I think she's probably watched like from beginning to end uh and all that and she loved like she was able to love this episode just being a casual fan but yeah like i mean yeah, yeah go ahead dagan i mean you wanted to talk Dude, about some I, of the luke I t- stuff i ahead. wanted
0: to talk about this training scene because man there are times when people complain about fan service you know or member berries but this i think was the perfect way for them to do this where you had you had luke being trained by yoda and then uh giving him the line of size matters not, and the other line about uh, do or do not, there is no try, and then uh, the the entire idea of philosophy of the Jedi, then being carried on, you know, uh, you must um, pass on what you have learned, right? So, Mm -hmm. Luke is doing just that. He is honoring his master's request, and he is passing on what he learned, and how fitting is it that it's a younger uh, creature, the same species, which we still don't know what they're called, but it's the same kind of creature that Yoda was. And now th- this young one is being taught those same lessons. So I love that. I love this entire training see- sequence. And man, this little flashback that we got where Luke says, let me help you remember. And he touches his head and you see him, his perspective of the, the Jedi Temple uh, being massacred by the stormtroopers. And, you know, didn't see Anakin there. But, you know, he is very small, so he can kind of hide. But you see him just like witnessing the, the just the slaughter and uh man I, I wanna see more of that. I wanna see more flashbacks of Grogu. Like how did he survive? So maybe in the next season of the Mandalorian, we'll get some of that. But man, I just got I gotta say this was it hit the nostalgia buttons, the the right nostalgia buttons, you know what I mean? Because it actually made sense. It wasn't just there to slap you in the face with the member berries, it was there to continue the story really with Luke passing on what he has learned. So I I think that might have also been my favorite part of the episode, this entire training sequence which was kind of like the middle of this episode, like the second act if you would. Um it was very like almost relaxing and tranquil, you know? Uh reminded me almost of the Nights the Old Republic when you would get to Dantooine and you mm-hmm. would train with a the Jedi. And there was a very like here's your crystal and here's, here's the, the, you know, the Jedi code, you must recite the Jedi code, not like fast paced, like crazy action happening all at once. It's very, just like, you know, um, yeah, very like serene and just the, discovering who you are as a Jedi. So I, I just I absolutely love this.
1: Yeah, man. Like all the stuff in here was like really cool, right? Like, uh, just the scenery, being on another different planet, like one of the biggest complaints we've had during the Mandalorian and I feel like even in the uh, book of Bubba Fett was, oh, it's too similar. And one of the reasons for that is because that most of the stuff takes place on desert planets, yeah. like, right? Like or a desolate style planet. And we had that ring planet last episode. Now we have uh, this flourishing planet, you know, like that looks like it was just so surreal, like seeing them on a planet that reminded me of Earth like yeah. that literally reminds me of earth like it, it they could have been on earth at that moment it's got the different like mountainous terrain uh regular terrain mixed in with the trees and water and plants and animals and all this stuff right here that was just like super cool like to be able to see them almost on this like yeah. earthly world like uh it was just amazing how like we're so accustomed to something in uh say uh the Star Wars universe. Right. And then when we come back to something that reminds us of the planet Earth, it's like so different and almost jarring to an effect because you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, wait, this is oh, this is cool. Like I just thought that was cool and amazing how that was set up. Uh, Like I said, like uh, and just to like have Ahsoka there, like Ahsoka didn't just say, I'm not going to train Grogu and just forget Grogu's there and and, and only go and do things that she's got to go do. She's there, you know. I can yeah. I can imagine she's there. Like I don't think she'll be there like 100 of the time. Obviously, no, she's checking like in. she was leaving on that episode. But I'm saying checking in on Grogu, seeing yeah. how everything's go, like hanging out with the uh, loop just a little bit and everything else. Like man, just everything about that. Like and, and like the training. Like we get to see like familiar things, like the uh, training droid thing. You know, mm-hmm. like and instead of using the lightsaber, I thought it was cool that they he was using it to help you. Uh, Because Grogu being so small, one of the things he needs to learn in the force is how to move himself better. To be able to like protect himself in the fight and stuff, uh, not be sitting there as a sitting duck. I thought it was cool how he was using that training droid to like help him be able to do things like move around faster, get around better, uh, do all that thing and not just be a lightsaber thing that we've seen with it before. I thought that was neat and creative. Uh, I love the fact that after Grogu was running away from it for a while, when he like finally just gets kind of tired of it, reaches up and just takes it out by basically force crushing <laughs> yeah. it. I yeah, thought that was kind of cool. Uh, yep. Even the scene, and some people may think it's cheesy, but the ones where they're kind of sitting there meditating and, and the frog comes out of nowhere and <laughs> starts hopping in front of Grogu. We all know how much Grogu loves frogs. And him using the force to like try to pull it in so that he could eat it. And everything else, and Luke just kind of slowly opening his eyes and says, "Grogu." And then, like in that moment, shows Come Grogu on, like the, the forces even more powerful. Done. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, but he shows him the forces even more powerful. You can move not just one of those frogs, but you can lift <laughs> up the whole all the frogs He's in the pond. swamp.
0: Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> and that was kind of cool because, like, you got to think about it, right? Like in the original trilogy, Luke and Yoda was opposite, right? Like because. The trainee Luke was the one that was bigger and more physical. Yoda was the smaller being in that thing. And in that, right, in the Empire Strikes Back, um, we see, or actually the Return of the Jedi. No, no it is Empire Strikes Back, where he lifts the uh, X Wing out of the yeah. uh, swamps of Dagobah and he says size matters not, basically. And he reaches out with a force and does something that Luke thinks impossible. Okay. Now it's switched around to where the master is the more physical presence. Yeah. And then the, the trainee is like, the Padawan is like smaller. So instead of an X-Wing, he kind of does the same thing to show Grogu basically the same lesson. You're thinking too small. You mm-hmm. can do things so much That's bigger right, with the force, right? Like, so he's like, yeah. boom, and he, he raises up all those frogs and, and holds them up for a long time. And even though the frogs, they aren't as big as an X-Wing, it kind of makes sense because like of the different size variants here. Like to Grogu, him lifting up like all those frogs out of that little waterway there is like pulling the X wing out for him. And the empire strikes back, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, there's a lot of similarities and just a little bit different enough to where it looks different. Yeah. And if you don't know star Wars as well, you may not catch it.
0: Yeah. And I got another one for you that I thought of, which is really cool. That I kind of came up with on second viewing. Ahsoka was the younger Padawan to Anakin Skywalker. Right. And he was mm. her mentor. Now, she is almost the older, wiser Jedi mentor to Luke Skywalker, in a way. Anakin Skywalker's son. So, that's kind of mind-blowing to think of. And I love Rosario Dawson and what she's done with this role, because she's brought a very uh, sort of calmness to to Ahsoka, mm-hmm. you know, who started out as this sort of high-energy character that was a bit obnoxious, I think, to a lot of people, and then became beloved, and you know, Ahsoka is for me one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time, um, because of that, because of her evolution and growth as a character, and her character development throughout all of the shows, from yeah. the beginning of the Clo- the first Clone Wars movie, all the way to where we are now with her in in the book of Boba Fett. So it's uh it's it's really awesome. Like no doubt, she's having one, one of. Dave <clears throat> Filoni is doing these character arcs correctly. Uh, Yeah,
1: she's had one of the most interesting, long, fruitful, and changing story arc across the board. Because she started out being the annoying, like almost everyone disliked her. Oh, God, this, like she's got the stupid nickname. (laughs) She's kind of annoying. And then slowly through the Clone Wars, the thoughts start to change until the fact where you get towards the end of the Clone Wars. And that time when she walks away from the Jedi and she becomes enduring, like she grew from this little smart, you know, almost smart brat like think she knows everything uh teenager into this character that like becomes one of the most adult ones ever because like just think about that time in the clone wars when she's walking away from the jedi temple and she you know basically says no, no, I can't trust you like look at what you guys tried to do and if anakin would have walked with her Think about how things change. Like that's all he needed to do. And he knew, he knew deep down he should do it. He knew he should leave, but like he didn't. And that's what ended up changing him and making him this very like sh- almost Shakespearean tragic style character where like yeah. you're doing things what you think is for the right reasons, but you become the ultimate bad because of it and, and everything else. Like sometimes trying to do too much can make you go down a path that you can't come back from. And that's exactly what you know, Darth Vader ended Wars. up doing. Because yeah. even though technically he's redeemed at the very end of Return of the Jedi, like it's barely, he only gets that moment, right? To be able to see Luke Skywalker with his own eyes. And then he dies. He loses the opportunity all that time that, that went away from him. He never could come back from. But yes, all the lo- little connections and stories and just things And like I said, none of this stuff was super big. It was laid out very like subtle. It was like not hitting you in the face with it. Uh, If you didn't know any of this backstory that I'm talking about, you could still love and appreciate this episode because of it. It's like you said, Dagan, during this part of the episode, I was tranquil, sitting back, cool, calm, collected, just loving the fact that I'm seeing this. And like you said, one of the first things I noticed was like Luke Skywalker, even though you know, in, in the end of season two of the Mandalorian, like it didn't, it didn't, wasn't perfect. I still loved it, but it wasn't perfect. Like maybe it's because he was just doing a lot of sitting and walking in most cases when they looked at his face and he was kind of standing still most of the time when the camera shot there, maybe that's easier to do in that deep fake kind of situation, but dude, how beautiful that looked in this episode. Like I couldn't see it, but I'm not a professional. I know there's people out there that knows to look for that kind of stuff, but like, of yeah, somebody that knows how to look people? for that stuff. I, I would like to actually ask this guy what he thought about Luke Skywalker and how he was yeah. done inside the episode. So thanks for joining us, Danny.
2: Wow, at least a small introduction for Justin. Like it's not a thirty-minute monologue that you usually do for a guest on Crackdown. No, that was mm-hmm. the first forty-three minutes of the show. It was
0: the, oh, okay, it was
2: the monologue. It's just the monologue. Okay, yeah. now 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 the real show begins. Uh... You guys watched the documentary/slash behind the scenes video of the last episode of The Mandalorian season two? I did not actually. I haven't
0: gotten around to it yet. So
2: I would recommend people to watch because (laughs) they're like, first, they did the gallery, like it's like eight episodes, each one an aspect of The Mandalorian. But for season two, they only made two. They made like one, like one hour and a half, like for the whole season, but they barely talk about look. They, do. they did another one, I think it's on one hour, just about it. The process, like the idea, like Dave Filoni saying that actually, like, during the production, they were telling that it was Placoon, so he wouldn't lick and didn't Like That was a, a smart thing to do. Like, they learned from the Obi-Wan. Well, hey, it would have been father. cool, even
1: if it would have been Placoon. I'm not lying to you. It like, would be, was but that. Placoon, is <laughs> Placoon is dead.
2: Placoon is dead. And I don't think he
0: it's died, one Justin. He blew up Spoiler
1: alert. alert. Hey, man, nobody does in Star Wars. (laughs) We learned that from Darth Maul. Yeah, that's true. But he blew up. uh,
0: He blew up. His ship exploded. Which is like,
2: Dave Filoni is nothing more than George's son. Even Bryce Dallas Howard said that. That Ron Howard, like her dad, and George are obviously friends. And it has well known that that Mr. Dave Filoni is... George's adoptive son because George even adopts like he has some adoptive children as well and you can see that because uh, as we are talking about Luke uh he he wasn't done in deep fake in Mandalorian season two a lot of people thought that was deep fake but it wasn't and in the documentary they explained that John Favreau was like a little bit like nervous of doing the fake because of you know the ethical consequences of the technology like they even discussed stuff like this nice so it, even uh interesting like behind the scenes because they actually began in the mandalorian season two finale doing the fake they had a guy that used all the technology he explained how the technology worked, like how he analyzing the footage of all the star wars movies like the whole original trilogy even like Cutted scenes and stuff like that from the Lucas, like uh, Lucas Ranch Archives and stuff like that. So the deepfake for this episode, I think it was actually extremely well done. Uh, oh no, I couldn't tell. If uh, you can see like in <clears throat> one shot or another, if there is a lot of movement, maybe you can see a little bit of the flaws. But the technology is on point. I think it is one of the best fix technologies, like in terms of uh, highest production film
0: i mean look at that it's like he looks so he real
2: however for me and i was talking this with my friend today what is bonkers to me is how mark hamill nails his younger voice yeah No, he's a voice actor i know that he
1: he does the joke and everything and i actually thought character. it was someone else are you telling me like it's because i don't no, look at some of the spoilers are, yeah is there any, like, altering done in
0: post of, like, the sound to make him sound younger? You, you can do,
1: but it's very difficult
2: like, to change yeah. a tone. Like, it requires, you can use a little bit, but it requires, like, the guy trying to emulate. Because at first I thought, oh, maybe they're, like, doing maybe another actor, or maybe they're, like, trying to slice a little bit of cut dialogue. Sometimes you can do that. But no, it's Hamill. It's him himself, so... I think it's very interesting that we have Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker, but he's 30 years younger.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But now, did he just voice Mark Hamill? Like I said, I don't look up a lot of this stuff when it comes to these shows because there are, sometimes is a lot of spoilers involved in it. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep away from some of that stuff. But, like, did he actually play physically Mark Hamill as well? Yes.
2: yes. Uh, some of it, the, yeah. Some of it's some, like looks, motion yeah. capture, right? Yeah. Uh, there is a little bit of both. They hired an actor. Like, no, at least for the Mandalorian season 2 finale. They explain it. I don't know if how it, they did for this one. But usually no, I they, watch it. they... They they have an actor that actually looks like fucking Mark Hamill younger. It's not Sebastian Stahl, But it's like it's an actor.
0: It, funny and, enough, it was the guy in the X-Wing pilot at the end of the last episode.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Like, that like, guy. The
0: cops fall him over. Yeah, it's that guy. The other guy. That's
2: and... They also use McHammel himself, like his Twitter handle, but I don't know how they did in this episode. Maybe they just used the guy, but no, I think I think Mac Hamill, maybe they use it a way that you could replace the, just the, the hand, and the rest of it is Mark being Mark because he doesn't do a lot, like it's not any action scenes, like there's a lot of he and he's yeah, not you in can... a bad shape. He's not <laughs> in bad
1: shape. Well, you can have like a stand in, do all the like things where he's running and he's doing. like I thought it was cool, he's like running Chef. across the You can see that his like, clothes are a and... little
2: bit larger, so you yep. can hide his old fatness, <laughs> Mr. Hamill. Hey, look, but like, he got fitter, he got fitter after first away remember, that. listen, he
1: did. Yeah, I do want to point out that even though he's wearing black and trying to be cool, like in the picture that Dagan's brought up a couple times, there's a big difference between his. Uh, robes and what I am wearing. I have the authentic Sith robes, which adds the cool little things in the front. Like it's kind of hard to pick up on the camera, but it's actually like sashes that hang down over the shoulders and everything else. So and they're way cooler. So I'm just gonna tell you guys there. Even though Mark Hamill does look kind of cool there, like he did like when he was in Return of the Jedi, like this is a little bit cooler what I got on. But with you the biggest
0: thing- <laughs> a nerd
1: but I've got to ask Danny hmm. because you wasn't here when we talked about it, man. And Bro, Cad Bane, nice Cat Bane man. What is Danny Corbellio's thoughts? About? I was surprised because talking about real
2: actors, I uh, I don't know, but it feels like that maybe the guy that does the voice also was like in person.
0: It was, yeah, He was uh,
2: right. Uh, because Corey Burton, Corey Burton, uh, and yeah. first of all, like he's an incredible voice actor, like right? he's one of the most recognizable voice, like he's. A burn and talks like this, it's mm-hmm. it's incredible. I think it was the first time we have seen a duro's like in live action for a little while. It's a little bit different than, than other types of the that alien species, but I like it because when we talk about this just like in the first episode, because if they were to bring Cat ben, I didn't want it to be fully CGI, so I like the way that they they mix both of them because the eyes are really not just a makeup. Yeah, and we
1: we do see uh, live action. We have seen Duros before. They were in the New Hope, actually, in in the cantina. There was a couple of them there. But, like, to be able to see one talk like him, and obviously he does different things, not all Duros. Like, some people think that they have to all have those tubes like he has. They don't. Like, he has those Mm -hmm. specifically made. Uh, I think it's actually something that he uh, modified himself because, like, of the choke, the force choke. Uh, and everything no, else. I think like he, he already uh,
2: used it before the Force Choke. I, I know, have no, to I think he, Clone Wars.
1: I think it's one of those... No, no, no. I know that, but I think, like, if you read into his history, like, that, that was one of the modifications he made in case that were to occur. Because you gotta look at it, he does fight a lot of Force users. That's one reason why I love hey, goes, so, so to, much is, like...
2: totally one. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, he's fought something. Anakin was there. Like, he had dealings with Anakin. Like, you talking about Darth Vader, this dude has survived some of the best Jedi we've ever seen, Cad Bane. That's why I love his character so much. And I love that Western style look, like that mixed together of the Western feel. And he's this the hat guy that's was like a little bit Jedi. smaller
2: than he usually is on animation. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like
1: there's a reason for that, right? Like practicality. It's kind of like the head tails for uh uh Ahsoka are longer. Because, like, yes. she does start them out when she's younger, being shorter, but like the headtails that you see right there in the picture, they hang down longer when she's in yeah, rebel way longer, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, but in this, because of obviously practicality, That's they take true. the sacrifice and be like, ah, oh, we'll make them. Shorter, I love so that they
2: pull better. up the picture again, Dagan, please. Uh, so, no, no, of uh, yeah. Uh, of course, like, uh, there is a little bit of animation style on Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and, of course, Rebels. Rebels, actually, art style is way different. Way more like a Raph But, like, right. I loved, though, even though it's not, like, 100% uh, similar to the animation, they nailed the grumpy face. Bane yeah. is always grumpy. <laughs> and you can see that, like, he doesn't have a nose, but, like, this triangle between, like, the, the mouth and the <laughs> eyes, like...
1: Man, dude, it makes
2: him always grumpy, and I love this. And it yeah, makes him kind
0: his, his carry teeth. with the Yeah, with this the, one, with
2: this, this picture teeth, exactly
0: doesn't do it justice. But it's just sharp, like nasty, pointy teeth.
1: Yeah, and I don't think <laughs> that's natural for Duros. So I think that's something that he did yeah, another he modification did mod- on, where he made his teeth it, yeah. like super sharp and intimidating. Man, like, dude, like the wrinkles, everything about yeah. him just looks so amazing and real. Like, out. I wanted him to be live action, but I'm not going to lie. At the same time, I was kind of worried, like, how they make the live action, like, work, how good it works. Oh, my God. He looks so good. Like, the Pikes are in this uh, show as well. The Pikes, to me, don't uh, look as closely resembling as they do in the animation, kind of like Danny was saying. But no, this no. is really super close to what the he looks like in The deep from the animation. Yeah, I think yeah, exactly. the
2: they nailed the, the helmets more, I think. Mm-hmm. But like anyway, no, but, dude, the
1: way he looked was just amazing. And awesome. For
2: me, this episode, like, I was even watching like there is a channel that I would recommend any Star Wars fans to watch because there is many videos, there are, like six videos, one for each movie, called So Uncivilized. That it's a guy that takes hot takes, uh, and small concepts throughout Star Wars and explain why it works. So the first video is about Jar Jar, why Jar Jar is there, why he's important to Phantom Menace. The second video is about uh, Attack of the talks about George's styles of dialogue and why it works, even though it's very criticized. The third one explains why Palpatine is the ultimate villain. The f- the fourth one explains like the linearity of Star Wars storytelling, at least on, when George was making. And the fifth one, and that's why I was bringing to this, is talks about the upside down concept. After George had to, you know, create a second story of Star Wars, he does a concept that he goes throughout all the sequels of Star Wars, which is everything is upside down. Even Empire Strikes Bags, if you look, Luke is upside down in all the planets that he visited. In Hoth, they go by in Bespin after the Darth Vader fight, And Dave Filoni being there, because Dave Filoni is the heir of Star Wars, he okay. does upside down concept on this episode instead of luke being the one that is uh, is training in the woods it is grogu but they are both using like he's both being carried carrying uh, other mm. species yep. instead of luke making the choices it's grogu having to make choices uh, Digan was nailed like this Like Ahsoka was the one of Anakin now, she is like the older figure to all of them Yeah. so everything this episode was the upside down concept that's why I believe and this is, has been my interpretation because I wasn't very hyped and we talked about this just, we weren't very hyped for this show and I see a lot of talks on Twitter and everything like that especially after this episode and the last one for me, the book of Boba is still is The Mandalorian. It, st- it still is that story. However... Man- Mandalorian follows- 2.5 is what a lot of people... It are. is an interlude. It yes. works like Clone Wars, actually, mm-hmm. Because Clone Wars, there is a main, main storyline to Clone Wars. is the fucking Clone Wars. But it changes perspective of protagonists. Like, usually in Clone Wars, you had, like two to three to four story arcs and then you move on to other story arcs that's basically it but big but a lot of things that we expected we would see in the mandalorian season three we saw in this show like luke yeah. and ahsoka a lot of people thought that we we're going to only see this in the ahsoka show no you just got that grogu grogu having to make choices you have seen this in this episode look again at real being a character not just a cameo <laughs> you have seen this episode so It doesn't bother me that much that the Bulb storyline kind of went a little bit to the back because I don't believe, even like after the next episode, we are going to end that storyline. Not Mm. necessarily, maybe this season, like it's going to have another season for this show, but like I do think that that storyline isn't yet over, it's going to be just, uh, End of a chapter because there is so much you can do with Boba because they have been teasing Crimson Dawn since the first episode. The music the team music ends with a remix of the Crimson Dawn team from mm-hmm. Han Solo. So there is a great possibility that Emily Clark is in this finale in the next episode. There is Omega. Okay with that. I yeah. i. I don't know if she's going to appear on this show, but for me, it's very unlikely that Cre- Filoni created out of nowhere uh, what's basically Bulba's sister.
1: And so, yeah, you gotta think about that. She was created after, like, they knew they were doing some of this stuff. So, yeah, you gotta Alpha and Omega. They are mm-hmm. like
2: Bulba's, Like, as any Star Wars uh, story, like, family is important. Like, is the universal theme of Star Wars. There's always a family concept to it. Boba's family was his father, Jango. This show was a little bit of him like trying to create his own identity, like trying to like not to be like, I am I'm grieving because my my dad lost his head to Samuel <laughs> Jackson. But like you're going to introduce Omega at some point, maybe not in the show, but Boba has a family. And as yeah, far there's a reason why they're
1: died. making yeah, there's also a reason why they're making Bad Bad Season 2. Maybe that wasn't yeah. a game. Or plan, Disney maybe or maybe right? but yeah, yeah. yeah, But maybe they're wanting it's to flesh out Omega more. Gonna, like the Yeah. Well,
0: probably we'll skip ahead a little uh, bit.
1: Yeah. After I was Earth's gonna sport. say skip ahead a little bit, get Omega older, and then yeah. when she shows up in the show, it won't be as jarring. It'll be like, oh wait, this is how she learned how to fight. This is how yeah. we already got to see her learn how to fight mm-hmm. a little bit in the first season, but not a huge amount. Like she can become a bigger key role in that team with a yeah. bad batch, right? I, like I would she's guess- actually holding her own.
0: I would guess the next season of Bad Batch would be like having some kind of time jump from where we last left them off, left off with them. And, but I and, think the the point that I w- I would like to make here real quick is that like Disney now is doing this really good job with the plus shows where everything is a connected universe. You mm-hmm. know, like I think those sequel trilogies like felt very you know separate than like a Mandalorian or something. But now what they're doing yeah. is they're tying everything together. So Mandalorian, you have to kind of watch in between. Or, uh, you know, uh, Boba Fett, you have to watch in between Mandalorian season uh, two and three. You know, um, all the animated series connect, so you can kind of all w- watch all those as well. And then even with the MCU, like, you got to watch those shows if you want to watch Doctor Strange and the multiverse. You know, you probably want to watch WandaVision, those kinds of things. They're doing a really and good job. Is. Like, now you have to watch everything to get the full, complete story.
2: That's trick. Re- Things that are currently happening and it's going to be at least for this decade, I believe, of Star Wars content. Like, if, if I know they don't talk like this, but let's say that from 2013, like since the buyout to The Mandalorian ish, it was like the phase one of Disney Star Wars. For me, it was a phase. <laughs> I think that. Rogue one is the MVP even though he's of all the five yes. movies he's the one that you see the flaws like the flaws are right mm-hmm. in the screen but it is he, the MVP like he's the one that people are, loves the most like there are very few yeah. people that hate Rogue one but this is the most different kind of movie because it's not a character driven movie you're going to enjoy Rogue one if you understand that this movie is not about the characters because not only because they all die it's because their their story is not that important they all have a little bit of art but the story is the plot. Is mm-hmm. how the fucking plants got away. That's the that's the core of the movie. Solo I like, but it's very it's, for me, it's very vanilla. It is a Clone Wars episode, a good Clone Wars episode. I don't like the first awakens. Even though I enjoyed the first, I don't like it anymore. I do like The Last Jedi for some aspects of the movie. Because I do think that even though there is controversial choices i do think that ryan johnson was the only one with fucking guts of creating new star wars stories maybe not the best with some characters but still had the guts because jj Abrams has no guts mm. the other guy will like gareth edwards was like throwing to the trash but played ball but that movie is a real movie the two of han solo's directors are you no. Know, Poop in the fucking party, basically. <laughs> and JJ Ambrose, come on. JJ Ambrose doesn't know how to finish a fucking story. So Ryan Johnson knows how to fuck. Oh,
1: do really? It. Yeah, yeah. Well, here was the thing. Uh, but here, Shalomi getting... and
2: Favreau, they do understand the George Lucas' mentality.
1: That That's the right. difference
2: here. That is the difference from the first phase. Because everything that we're talking about now has already been made. Oh, we could use Omega in the past and in in, in the future. hmm. He did that with Ahsoka. We saw Ahsoka in the, in the past, in Clone Wars, in Rebels, in the past again, and now into the future. He sure... Mm-hmm. Philonora already did that. All the concepts of this phase of, the, of Star Wars is basically... Number one. Fix, as far as you can, the, the sequels, or begin fixing it. Like Clone Wars did with the, the prequels. For some people. I don't think that... That's a good. That's an easy job because episode nine, especially. Yeah. But it's, it can, it can be fixable. It's going to take a lot of time, but it can be. It's, it's a large. Two. It's a
0: large mess to clean up, but. Making, any large mess, you can pick up. Number two, and I think
2: this is fun. a personal for Filoni, making the animations even more like obligatory to watch because it's. We are going going further to the stories, man, and. If you're not watching the animations,
1: like you're missing out. But you're well, look at it. To if you didn't read the stuff. comic books, you missed out on this Black Chrysanthem character that shows up. Yeah, like that's the cool part about it. it is it's if like you didn't watch you know, the
0: the Rebels and Clone Wars series, you'd be confused as who Had Bane is. You know, well, or there was Ahsoka. a
1: decent amount of people that kept complaining about the fact that like Star Wars wasn't like, oh well, they're not making it worth me reading these books because like they never use nothing from it. They, they're not making uh, the comics like worth me reading because like they're not using Now they are, guys. They're pulling characters from the first books that were written after Disney bought it, which was the Aftermath Trilogy. Technically, the first book is a Luke Skywalker story that wasn't affecting anything, so they let it slide through. And mm-hmm. they still published it, and it's still part of the canon because it really doesn't mess with anything in the timeline. It just tells a little, cool little story with Luke Skywalker from his point of view. It's actually the only book written in his point of view. But then soon after that is where they released the Aftermath Trilogies. Cobb Vant comes from that. A cool character that people are loving right now came from the Aftermath Trilogy, which was the first set of books that came out after Disney bought it. So they've been planning this stuff. Listen, they rushed the sequel trilogy, the actual movies, because they wanted to get that dollar because they knew the movies would bring in tons of money. And let's face it, a lot of people would have made that mistake. But with everything else, to me, they have had a game plan. Like this is what we're going to do. Like I said, like, I think they even had a game plan with the movies, but I just think it they was had like a game too plan too fast. It
2: had it. Look, people that doesn't know how filmmaking is, you always have a game plan. You know, broad strokes. Mm-hmm. There are broad strokes. The problem is that the broad strokes have changed during production of each film, but, but they are like, my strokes.
1: It's like my strokes. I don't think they necessarily change. I just think they rushed it, and when you rush things, like anything else, you make mistakes. Or you don't execute something as good as you could have, if right? Because like, you it. I don't agree. Like like that, liquid
2: calling Trevor like script. Like that was the that was the original plan. And mm-hmm. for the most of it, it worked. I don't. I just think that like go read the uh,
0: go read the Duel of the Fates comic. Yeah. Just like the only mind.
2: the only thing that I didn't like it's towards like towards the end, he doesn't know how to fucking end being uh, like being solo like hard Ryan, But everything else, like. It fits that fucking story. Like, it actually finished that story. But anyway, mm-hmm. back to this new phase of Star Wars, is that, at least that's how I see it, they have a huge conflict with Marvel. So they are trying to do things differently than Marvel because, like, you can... The Marvel formula doesn't work. That's why we don't have spin-off movies anymore. We shouldn't have, never have been like... Star Wars was never like, it's the Obi-Wan movie, it's the Han Solo movie, it's the Yoda movie. Like, Star Wars doesn't need to work like this. So, normally in Marvel, there is a story going on, like the Mandalorian story, and then it ends in a cliffhanger. Oh, Grogu gets with Luke. But then, you have to wait. Because, like, it's starting Hagnarok, it ends with the beginning of Infinity War, but wait, you have to watch Black Panther. And then you go yeah. like, to another story, it's very isolated, and then you go back to the main story. For them, for this uh, Star Wars story, they're not doing this. like, okay, you end in a cliffhanger, the next series that takes place in the same time is going to continue that story. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's called the fucking book of Boba Fett. Boba <laughs> Fett's a librarian. It has nothing to do with books.
0: Hey, breaking like, news, everybody. Books have chapters that don't feature the main character.
2: Exactly. Shocking
0: and only, news, I know. And
2: not only that, I think that it's not only an interlude, but Star Wars always use episodes. And anybody that knows about storytelling knows that episodes and chapters are different, they're different concepts. Star Wars, all the Star Wars movies are episodes, even though yes, they do have tell a major story, they're very isolated. Like they have to have a beginning, a middle, and an end in an episode. Chapters, they are fragments of a main storyline. They don't necessarily have to have a beginning, middle, and an end. Inside. Or have
1: cliffhangers. Like you read a book and that their perspective ends, you go to another perspective or another part, uh, and and, and every er, not every chapter ends in a cliffhanger. The the here goes the thing. I get some of the people's complaints with the name of Book of Bubba Fett and everything to a certain point. The first four episodes is definitely the book of Bubba Fett, right? The next two episodes kind of did go away from that like in this episode you get bubba fett just for like a couple of seconds hell in that fifth episode yeah. you didn't get him at all you just got finnick which is related to bubba fett so he's kind of there right like you know he's there in the background you just don't see him in the episode my thing is is if they went with this direction and the stuff they gave us wasn't that good right like wasn't super great they didn't knock it out of the park. Kind of thing, then I would be like the rest of everybody else. Like, yeah. why did we do this? Because like it would it, feel like filler. it wasn't that cool, yeah. and like it's kind of yeah. weird that you did it. But the stuff they gave us is so great. I'm no, dude. Please keep giving us the great. <laughs> I don't give a crap who's in the episode. Like, if it's uh, yeah, great, it's great. Like, give me great Star Wars content. A great, yeah. Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah, you're invested because it's a great story, and that's what but, matters. But, but I can Guys, sit what? there. And imagine I said it to my friends up. Justin,
2: do you prefer this? No, these like, this three seasons, these three shows that we had, like Mandalorian
1: season one and two, and this show, or episode nine. Yeah, I mean, I prefer the seasons of the Mandalorian overall because, like I said before, like I just think episode people nine are complaining I mean, with their so mouths fucking full. Five three years ago. Why
2: When that fucking movie came out, three years ago, three years yeah. ago. Star Wars was in the in its lowest. Like Rise of Skywalker is the worst Star Wars movie, in my opinion. I don't care if you hate Attack of the Clones and the sand dialogue. Yeah, it like the, clones the, the Clones makes way movie. more sense and fix way more stars than in the fucking movie. Like Episode Nine is so bad that ruin it. Ruined it it's, it's tough movie. to
0: argue being at the bottom of the list. Really episode
2: is. Nine is the opposite of Revenge of the Sith because Revenge yeah. of the Sith actually saved a lot of Clone Attack of the Clones and Phenomenas. Rise of Skywalker kind of destroys for it. Yeah. Yep. So like but. stop fucking complaining, you know. Like <laughs> uh, you know why we have so much fucking Luke Skywalker? Because everybody, ah, that's not my look. My look like it makes now sense. Now you're getting your, your looks, they So don't fucking complain it. Now you're getting it.
1: Yeah, look, 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 here goes the thing. You listen, you Luke Skywalker is in this because it makes sense. If they were throwing Luke Skywalker out there. Just to be like, oh, like let's let's get Luke Skywalker here because we need ratings <laughs> or something like that. No, it makes sense. He shows up, he hits Baby Grogu, they go away. Everybody's wondering what's happening with Baby Grogu. Guess what? They gave you what's happening with Baby Grogu. Now you may have thought you were going to get it in a different show and didn't expect it to happen in this show, but you're getting but what wine. you need, and it's it Godmar. makes sense to have it there. They set it up, right? Like they set up everything to where it actually makes sense to be part of the story. But I do want to still focus on like because we kind of got on a whole narrative about Star Wars <laughs> as a whole. I kind of want to go back because I saw some like cool things I want to talk about through the chat and everything. Yeah, that involved this episode. Uh, so going back a little further, Don Salado, the explosion scene reminded me yes. of a mob movie. That's exactly what I saw. Well, I am not surprised. And what I thought as well. Do you agree with this.
0: that? Yes, that was awesome. I it totally it's like something out of the mob movie where they come in. I was worried about Max Rebo, but they never showed Max Rebo. So I think he got lucky yeah, he had maybe, the night yeah, off. Maybe, maybe he survived. <laughs>
1: maybe he wasn't there. He had the night off, maybe.
0: Yeah. This yeah, was like the drum and bass be. night. It looked like he had like the droid mm-hmm. on drums and the the Beth playing the, the horn and the other one playing the bass. And I think that was the band for this night. So Yeah, I, I think, think the Max cantina owner okay. here
1: <laughs> I think the cantina owner here has to be dead. Like but she was in the Biels middle of the gone. room. Yeah, like, yeah, sorry, every, yeah, that that thing exploded out the door. Like, there's yeah. no way that I don't think she survived think, or anything I think like a, that, that,
0: so. that. That droid playing the drums
2: is probably it would be a great inside
1: tool. joke if he always survives, Max Weibo.
0: Yeah,
1: if he always I, survives. I, dude, is True, I'm
0: telling you, is this the sail
1: barge? Hey, or, what if when he's not playing the instruments, like he's a badass, actually? Like he's some kind of CIA agent kind of guy who's just like playing in bands so he can keep an eye on the pulse of certain things and then. He's actually out there like killing folks in the background. You never know, man. Max Rebo might be getting it done. But uh, I want to pull up this comment as well. The most feared uh, bounty would, hunter in
0: the galaxy. Max yeah, exactly, Rebo. that you don't know about.
1: <laughs> uh, and she, he would be the scariest because you don't know about him. But like Brandy here, yeah. with Grogu is the cutest thing, and I need him to choose the armor. Which, Ooh, that's a cool thing to bring that. up. Like, yeah, what do you think he's going to choose? And what do you want he's going to choose? Because like, that could be two different things. Mm. I want him to choose the saber. I'm totally opposite. I think he's probably going to choose the armor because why would they make or why would they have – well, I guess they could have had it done just to set up this decision for Grogu or whatever. So it wouldn't be pointless for uh, Mandalorian to have made the armor. But I think because him making the armor is kind of special, it's closer to the show, I think he's going to choose the armor, but I want him to pick up the lightsaber. Like, uh, What do you think, Degan?
0: I am going to actually uh, pull up Don's comment here cuz I think this is interesting. Uh he thinks Grogu will be similar to Tar Vizla and be a Mandalorian and a Jedi. So somehow choose both. I don't know. Both, well, you know, because look, Ahsoka told Luke, "Trust your instincts," right? So Luke's ins- Luke's instincts are to give Grogu a test. Which does he choose, right? But maybe he chooses something different that's not What the Jedi are 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 known for, you know, somebody that could pick both sides. This is what I kind of wish they did with Rey, which they backed away from again, twice. Uh, (laughs) Like uh, that, she could be this in between the light side and the dark side, the gray mm, Jedi. Yeah, but But Luke's not going to train that person. No, I'm not saying that. I'm I'm saying that's what I would have liked to have done with Rey. However, what I'm saying for Grogu is that maybe he goes takes one path but then takes the other path as well. I don't know if that if that's possible sure. if that's something that they well, can make work. But I, can see I don't know if it's, it's as clear cut as him making picking well, one or the other. I don't know. I can see
1: that working Dagan if he picks the lightsaber first. So like if you want Grogu to be able to do both, I think that this decision needs to be the lightsaber because Luke will keep training him. The Mandalorian doesn't have the same rules that the Jedi has. So like even though he's being trained as a Jedi, the Mandalorian will always consider him a Mandalorian. So, technically, he will be a Jedi and a Mandalorian also, at the same time because Den's not going to take away his Mandalorian, him being, you know, a Mandalorian or whatnot. He's not going to take that away just because of the fact are you know, because he picks a lightsaber. So, like, he needs to pick the lightsaber. He can still be a Mandalorian. But but yeah. that but I think this is really a choice, no, not no, really I, between the armor and the lightsaber. And I, I think it's a choice between the Mandalorian and the I wasn't Jedi.
0: saying no, and I wasn't saying I don't think Grogu will be a great Jedi. I think Grogu will be a Jedi, but I think that he can also be a Mandalorian.
2: That's sort of the point. Here's he the thing, like I'm not going to talk about great Jedi because I also don't <laughs> like that concept. Like it, it oh, doesn't really even working in the games. It, 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 try to be a great Jedi in quarter two. I quarter get
0: it, I kicked in it. ass
2: game. in quarter two. Well, okay, you can sure. use Force yeah. Lining. Oh, okay. Besides that. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is uh, I also believe that they can use that, but I'm not entirely sold on the concept that Luke, when he re- restarts the Jedi, he does the same philosophies. He, and that is even true. Because looking in Last Jedi, because like we, we have to use Last Jedi as a, as a reference, because that's is like when we see Luke the most. He challenges the the ways of the old Je- the, the Jedi of old, and in the old EU, I know it's not canon. and Everything like that that has always been Luke's conflict. Okay, I'm restarting this fucking religion. Now, what do I bring back, and why do I? And what do I change? And I think that also is his conflict in canon because his only reference that we know. Ahsoka and Ahsoka is not a Jedi, technically speaking. She is in spirit, we all know she's a good girl, but she's technically not a Jedi, and she's not a Jedi because of the Jedi's flaws. Yeah, and one of the things that Luke learned, the whole arc of Luke during the original trilogy was to prove Obi-Wan and Yoda wrong. And that's the beauty of the way that Star Wars works with the concept of fate, because during the the return of jedi both yoda and obi are saying you need to kill vader you need to kill vader that's the only way that you're going to become a jedi that's the only way that you're going to you know fulfill your destiny and by the end of return of jedi look discovers that killing vader and becoming vader are the same thing because that's also yeah. what palpatine wants and that's palpatine Mercy plan, and when Luke refuses to kill Vader, and this is the, something that I just noticed right now, uh, like uh, as I was analyzing, you know, the first person that calls Luke a Jedi, it's Palpatine.
0: Palpatine,
2: yes. The so person that killed all Jedi's.
0: Jedi. Jedi.
2: Because Obi-Wan doesn't say that he's a Jedi yet. Vader says you're not a Jedi yet. Palpatine yeah. is the first person that we see in the movies that calls Luke a Jedi.
1: Which makes sense because technically he's the first person that looked at Anakin as being a Jedi because the Jedi Council would not never join him. And then like Palpatine was always there in his ear saying mm-hmm. like, you should be. Why haven't they made you one yet? So like... That actually comes to full circle even with Anakin. He does the same thing with Luke, like you're talking about in the original trilogy. And how to notice it. Luke
2: becomes a Jedi when he embraces his attachment to his father. So I'm not entirely sold that Grogu having attachment towards Dindajari is actually a bad thing for Luke. I think what Luke is more worried about and I think they explored this in this episode, is Grogu's fears of, like, the trauma of witnessing the 66 and stuff like that. Like, he's not fully committed.
0: He says, like, uh, that line is, like, um, I don't know if his heart is fully in it.
2: Yes. But I don't believe that the the whole no attachment rule is something that looks actually is going to bring back to the Jedi or because look at Ahsoka. Ahsoka was attached to, like... We have to see more of Asoka and Luke's relationship to understand this because, like, Ahsoka, I think she knew about Padme. Or at least suspected. Because this is something that Clone Wars doesn't make very clear, like, Obi-Wan clearly knew it, but he kept his mouth shut. Nobody else knew it. I think Ahsoka kind of knew it. I
0: think she kind of maybe figured it out. She wasn't, like, 100% on it like Obi-Wan was, but she had suspicions.
2: So I don't think ahead that ahead. Luke, like it is a test, but I don't think the outcome is what we think about. Okay, is that outcome? I think what Luke's trying to also understand because what we can clearly see that Luke has done a f- fucking shit in five years. He's gathering active effects and making anti droids make like rock houses. Grogu is his first student. I think that's also the challenge of Luke. Like what I'm bringing back because. Something bad happened before. How do I fix it? And this is part of the arc of the Last Jedi. I,
0: another thing that I'll bring up here, uh, talking about changing the way. So Kylo Ren, I believe at this point, Ben Solo, should be about four or five years old. He was born he's, shortly yeah. after the events of Return of the Jedi. He's born during the, after the Death that. of
2: Hermes trilogy. Right?
0: Yeah, he probably conceived on Endor. Um, But uh, so if he's... <laughs> If he's a, yeah. a young, very young kid at this point,
1: the fireworks you know, going yeah, off at the end of Return of the Jedi yeah. was not the fact that they. <laughs> you won can, the see battle, the you can see a baby. You can see a young conceived conceived a a playing with Grogu. Girl girl.
0: Am I you the only girl. one that's ever thought about that? Like, that no. Kylo Ren was probably no. It makes sense, there. man. There's a lot of people <laughs> born
1: in September because their parents wanted to make sweet <laughs> love during celebrating the New Year. It's the same thing, right. man. Fireworks go off, people just want to make yeah. love, and babies get made. But, but My
0: but yeah, point that I'm getting at here is that. Uh, Kylo Ren would still be very young, but the idea with Jedi is to train them very young. Like, I don't know, one or two years old or whatever it is. Right. So maybe, maybe Kylo Ren at this point, who's like, you know, a young kid, Luke has determined that he is, uh, not old enough, you know, that Hmm. he's too young, you know, uh, and, you know, instead of the other philosophy of, oh. This kid's like 9 or 10, but he's too old.
1: I think it so, goes down to, like, in that story, like, if we're going to go, like, and talk about that, I think it's more along the lines of, like, Leia being more cautious. So, like, maybe Luke would already have wanted uh, Luke yeah. Skywalker to be there, or not Luke, but Kylo right. to be there with Luke. Ky- Luke's probably wanted Kylo to be there sooner, but Leia's like, look, man, look what happened to our dad yes. and Oh, else. right. Like, I I, they did establish that, that,
0: that, that, uh, that Han was not a fan of, of uh, Luke training Ben Solo. Here's the thing like, even though
2: the movies don't explore this, Whoa. it's very well known that your, fucking. Your ben mic Solo, just
0: spiked there, Danny.
2: I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> didn't, literally didn't have done anything. Uh, I don't know why they don't. Ex- they didn't choose to go that route, but like, one of the stuff that made Ben Solo go to the dark side is because he has a shit family. Like, Leia and Han are not good parents. And then his uncle tries to kill him. Yes, that happened, kids. like, or not, that is canon. So that explains. But I think for Grogu is that I believe what maybe he is going to be the next. Because it seemed like Taro was the only Mandalorian slash Jedi that existed. And that was even before the Mandalorian Wars. At least, as we know, it hasn't been a Mandalorian Jedi ever since. I do think that they're going to do that. I think that's the way to resolve the conflict instead of, oh, you have to either be one or the other. Like, why? Yeah. Because I do think, and that I and I hope it's, it's, this is the case, that the next season of The Mandalorian actually is, f- f- like, way more deep into, like, the Mandalorian politics and, like,
1: reestablishing Mandalor. Like, they're teasing that. Bro, that and, last episode with those... Tide bombers and this whole cat bang scene is two of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in Star yeah. Wars.
2: But instead of Danger Jarring being the next Mandalore, like the, the title Mandalore, like the Mandalore. The war,
0: yeah.
2: Maybe it's scrolled up.
0: Whoa. I mean,
1: I don't know. I, I just don't think like a couple of those things are gonna happen, but like Jeremy right here, uh, is there any good reason why Luke would be against I don't he's not no, against Mandalorian? Army. I don't think so. It's this just is a test.
0: This is a yeah, test. This
1: ain't even a this test. Means- I mean, well, I guess it's it's more of him choosing between uh the Jedi and attachment. Like this is a, like like you said, it could be a test to see how attached he is because if he chooses the armor, look. Listen, but attachment is not a bad thing for look. Let's, let's be honest here. If anyone gets put, even it could be a really kick ass, and it's a cool little chainmail thing they've got piece of armor down, and gives you the choice of that in a gosh darn lightsaber. Listen, guys, without no restrictions, you're picking up the lightsaber first. You still may think the armor is cool as hell, and it may be the greatest piece of armor ever. Put a lightsaber out trumps that every time.
0: It's a fucking so lightsaber.
1: Reason, Come on. Yeah, exactly. So the only reason why Grogu would pick the armor is simply because of the fact that he knows Den gave it to him and his attachment to uh, Den. So he doesn't want to lose that. Right. So like if he picks the armor at this moment, that shows that he's so attached to the Mandalorian that uh, he's going to choose anything from him above anything of the Jedi, which would be the lightsaber. So that's the real test here. Luke probably thinks that little cute ass piece of armor he held up and showed him is like the coolest thing in the world personally. But like and, and maybe he even thinks like, damn, I wish I had upset a chain mail like that that made out of best car that I just laid down for Grogu to choose from. Maybe he wants an adult sized version of this. Right. But the thing is it's not even about that you can't think about that it's more about the choice like right it's choosing attachment over being a jedi because you don't want the attachment the thing about it is is like with attachment the only reason why they think that way is because like if you're attached to someone you love someone and something terrible happens to them uh you go straight to anger even above something bad happening to yourself it's like I can take things that happens to me a little more calmly than if they happen to someone I love. They happen to someone I love. It gets me more angry. I get more upset about it. So that's the biggest reason why they don't like attachment. I don't think they're completely right with that though. I think that's one of the flaws that the Jedi's always had because attachments are so important. Attachments wouldn't make us feel the way they do if they wasn't as important as they are. And like, so I do think that's the flaw of the Jedi going away from attachment completely. I think they need to learn how to control their emotions more, obviously, and everything else. But I think they should be able to uh, to be able to love and everything else. And I think that, that's one of the biggest keys.
2: But that's the whole point of the, the Star Wars. Like Star Wars is the story of how their Jedi religion and ways always, you know, fail. That's why there is wars in the stars. It's because yeah. of this. Like, even though, like, you can't say, like, you can't do Star Wars stories about the Sith because the Sith is the opposite religion, but, like, it's difficult to make, like, a full Star Wars story about any kind of influence of the Force or the Jedi. And this series approves of that. There is still Jedi and the Force mm-hmm. related, even though it's a Mandalorian mm-hmm. and it's it. And I always thought, And I I think this is the whole point. Like, is Luke really bringing back that no attachment rule? Or he's trying to understand what this means because he won in Return of Jedi by being attached to his father, even though he knew his father was a fucking murderer. But like, he was attached to the idea of that father figure that he always wished to have. And he found calm down,
1: Haskell. Calm down, man. I mean, come on, bro. Like literally, you he just pick about twenty things that's
0: booking. gonna happen. This dude over here uh, picked just fantasy booking,
2: like uh, that. That's so fan theory. But, <laughs> yeah. but but I think this is the, this is the question. And here's the thing: I, because this episode was fucking written by Filoni, and Filoni is a slow burner. So I and, and 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 I like that because all the things that we thought they were going to see like further in other series we saw yesterday, tonight, anyway. Uh, I like this because there is a uh, a bigger plan at stake here, and I think it, it has to be like how Luke's going to recreate the the Jedi Academy and how it's going to fail because it is canon. Maybe yep. one of the reasons why it fails is because Luke brings back the no attachment rule, or maybe it yeah. fails. Because look, doesn't bring into the attachment controls.
1: Right, right. Uh, well, like, hey, we're getting into the future here, but let's talk about like we almost been an hour and a half now. We're so much things to talk about. We're already, yeah, we're already yeah. thirty minutes. This episode was so amazing. We're already thirty minutes above how long the actual episode itself <laughs> wait for you to watch it. But like, so let's get down to start wrapping this up a little bit. And the last couple of things I want to hit because we kind of really talked about the big key moments a lot about the big key moments of this show you know, of the things that have happened and everything else in the show and involved. I just uh, want to look at this. What do we think will happen in the next episode? Do we see any more new surprises as far as characters? Mm. And who do we think can die in this episode that n- don't don't name a gamorian guard? Yeah, probably one of those guys. Okay. Getting yeah. yeah. So like. Uh, But are even parts of that group that he's got, like they call the crab? What's the name of them? The uh modders or whatever they're is there the mods? Ain't that yeah, their name? The mod, mods, the mods. Yeah, because yeah, 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 they're the all mods. got the modded the, body. The guys parts with the, horrible, hey, the yeah. horrible
0: colors on the speeder bikes. Like, so besides it. those, Star those Wars. guys,
1: besides those guys, Wars. besides those guys and random pikes that we know are going to die in this next episode, <clears> throat> uh, throat> really kind of talk about that and we'll go around the horn. But before we start. Uh, I was reading something. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Joseph. That's
0: hosting,
2: guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just wanted to see what this was really quick, because Haskell was trying to send me a message saying, I sent LGR two pics I posted of Luke from Return of the Jedi and deep fake Luke from today's episode for a side-by-side comparison, which I don't think there's going to be that big of a difference. Probably going to look exactly alike, because it was done very amazingly, like we talked about earlier. But with that being said, let's go around. Danny, man what do you think is gonna happen in this next episode uh, name one or two people that you think could die name somebody you think that hasn't shown up yet that still well, could show up in this last episode
2: even though like this is a series like that forever and filoni like controls with robert rodriguez i remember robert Rodriguez very involved as well maybe the next episode is directed by him i believe so i don't know if it's forever but i do believe it's it's rodriguez i
0: think it's rodriguez
2: yeah. uh, in terms of characters, like, I don't think they're going to, like, it would be a kind of a downer. Even though, man, this character has been since the prequel era, like, I don't think they're going to kill Catmate. me. Like, after we literally saw him for the first time in the, in live action. They can, because he's the closest thing to the, to the antagonist. Like, he, he's, he's the symbol of the antagonist, because he works for the Pine Syndicate. Maybe the closest thing is Fennec, but in filoni and because this he has his involvement i don't think anybody is going to die because there is no death here that really signifies a lot of stuff the closest thing would be fennec because of like that influence of that out to boba but i don't think that's where they're going for i think what we're going to see it is
1: maybe danny treasure dies maybe that's
2: that, that's that would be what I was thinking. Too. That would be nah, hell nah
1: dude He's turning machete in this next episode and he's gonna kill about four or five. Yeah, you're going to see him
2: in the action. They're they going to yeah, come him on. in the action somehow. I think that we already got the death of the of the of the series, which is like the 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 Tuscan Rangers line. I think that's the depth yeah. that imports for this story. It's like seeing like how they change Boba and how their deaths also change Boba. I think that's the, the whole point of this series. So I, don't, I yep. don't see a death here that would be that much impactful. Maybe Fennec, but I don't think like it. I don't want to be Cat It can be, though, because if you're going to kill Kat Bane, you have to make Boba Fett kill him because that was supposed to be the end mm. of his story. And Filoni is a guy that really likes to finish his fucking stories. He doesn't like when people cancel on him. Maybe, maybe he's going to do it. So I think they are the two options, but I don't. I don't think we're going to see more of Grogu or Luke. I think that story, like these are, this, is the cliffhanger for the next uh, season of Mandalorian. Don't think they're going to go back to that. And I do think that maybe this season and the series end, like because nobody said there's going to be a second season, right? With Emily Clark coming back I do think like that would be my well here would be a big huge thing because I don't think that this underworld because they they have to explain the underworld like changing because that even ties in with the first order like into the future because like one of the first like first orders like activities before they really came to the galaxy was to align itself with like uh, some parts of the underworld. so I do think they're going to go with that I do think, but that storyline isn't over. So I do believe that we are going to see maybe a tease for the continuation of that storyline, even though if not like very, very tied to the to the Boba storyline.
1: No, I yeah. got you. We're, I I'm agree with the,
0: I agree with Danny. Uh, I think I don't think anybody's gonna really die here. Um, yeah, Jeremy's still saying that uh, Han, like, they're going to bring maybe have him here. I don't think so. I don't think you need him. And, uh, yeah, I agree with everything you can say about, like, Dave Filoni and the fact that, like, he's he's not just going to kill a main character for the sake of killing a main character. This is not Game of Thrones, you know. Uh, I think that there's a, a reason for keeping a lot of these characters alive and to continue their stories and everything. And if he's going to do a big death, it's really going to mean something, like, uh, spoiler alert for Rebels. Um uh, kanan his yeah. death meant a lot for everything that was going on and really made the most sense, so that was obviously going to happen uh, I think if, if you're going to do any big death like that, it's ultimately going to be after all said and done, maybe years from now, uh, Din potentially sacrificing himself to save Grogu, yeah. uh, but again, I think that's like the tail end of this entire story, so uh, we're nowhere near that yet, so I don't think that any big characters are going to die, again, maybe Danny Trejo would <laughs> be my biggest guess but in terms of characters like coming back i don't i don't think we're gonna get any big like big surprise characters showing up in this the i don't want I to see see would be like, maybe Amelia clark as as danny said maybe bo katan that could be somebody yeah, know, but, know. But, but there's no need for them so i i listen, think a uh, big battle scene in the next episode but uh yeah that, that would be my thoughts on that go ahead. listen
1: guys here we go man people's got to start listening to ham bone when it comes to star Wars. Cause no, I do oh. not know everything. There's a lot of people out there that knows way more than me. Just going to be honest with you in the bad batch. I predicted Cad Bane possibly and them to Corellia. Now the one thing I added with Corellia is we might see a kid Han Solo because Han Solo obviously is from Corellia, So we could have seen Han Solo. We didn't get the Han Solo, but the other two things happened. When this season first started, I brought up the fact that we, we could see a Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka meet up in here in some place that ends up happening on the episode we just watched. I also brought up Cad Bane. Me and Danny both kind of came up with that, and I got more confident. I already thought Cad Bane would be someone I'd put in here, but like me and Danny, as we started talking, uh, that even made it me more, and more confident. Our lineup, yeah, the exactly. So like that just made it more and more make sense. I was more and more confident. Here we go, baby. Everything happens for a reason. Dagan, even though it was a crappy show, what did we have this past weekend before this next episode coming out in wrestling? We have a thing called the Royal rumble and in a Uh rumble, there are many contestants, right? And they come Uh out at different times. So the way I foresee this next episode, this last episode happening, we get the battle set up. So first contestant in the battle is going to be the town. We find out probably at the very beginning of the episode before anything else, uh, that our homeboy cop band didn't die. The town has rallied and said, hell no, we can't have this shit happening. So we do have to stand up when they were actually trying to not do anything. They've already been rallied. So they're going to show up on the battlefield before they start fighting the Pikes or at least show up. Because this may be more of a, a guerrilla style warfare or urban combat, more than just people lining up against each other across the field. It's probably going to be happening in different kind of like styles, like right having to go through city urban warfare, like I said. But they're going to show up on the team probably at the very beginning. Number one contestant, right? Right right there. So they come in. There's going to be a spot. We're going to get so far into the episode. Things are going to look dire, right? The good guys look like they might lose. We might get an injury to Black Kersantan. Probably not dead, but like he gets an arm blown off or something or whatever. Serves him right for ripping that Pike's arm or the Trandoshan's arm off. But with that being said, I think Ahsoka is going to be there. A couple of reasons for that. Once she left, she left the planet. She tells Luke because he says, am I going to mm-hmm. see you again? And because she is a Jedi, she is attuned to people's feelings and stuff. And she's been around Den for at least a little bit of a time to where she can get kind of a read on his feelings. I think so can of
2: it together. I think, yeah,
1: I think, well, yeah, we've already, well, we already kind of seen that because they all gather together. Well, actually, no Wait, She wasn't in. Sokka was home, not right, there. Was so, yeah, yeah, yeah Sokka sure. wasn't there, but she's been around Din long enough to be able to actually like feel his feelings and stuff, you know he was distracted the whole time, knowing that he was going to have to go back to Bubba and fight this battle, fight this war they're in. So I think she felt that. I think she she shows up at the last second. Bam! Uh, shows mm, up, okay. pulls okay. out the stage, starts continue. stepping out in the big thing. So there we go. That's the second entrance in the Royal Rumble, right? So, as we keep going along, we're going to have all Justin, the Justin, we can't go another four
0: hours. You can't do all 30 entrances. I'm not we doing can't... all
1: 30, bro. Just hold on one second. <laughs> Danny talked a while ago for 50 minutes, all right? So, hold on one second. So, like, they're all That's getting together. We have one, all the right? people, the different pikes and stuff like that, joining the fight. All these different characters melding together. Big war battle scene. Everything ends. Obviously, the good guys come out on top. I think Cad Bane will survive. Barely, he'll get out of there if they do decide to do a book uh, Book of Bubba Fett season two. I do think that's where the Cad Bane story of Bubba Fett killing him is going to take place because I think Cad Bane will be the ultimate bad guy in that season uh, when they decide to do it, if they decide to do it at all. So I do think Cad Bane gets out of there. i I almost also agreeing, besides like a black chrysanthemum or something like that, I don't think any of the major characters are going to die, especially on the good side. But... The very last entrant in the Royal Rumble is going to be after we know the outcome of the battle. Somebody, it may be Cad Bane, gets away, and when he's getting away, he he gets on that hollow net baby on the little on a com, A holocon. speaks to someone. No, nah, he don't do a holocron. He's he's doing like a hollow Okay, yeah, hollow communication. So like, yeah, I got you. So like, he gets together. He speaks to it. And we go into a dark-ass room.
0: And it's The Undertaker! No,
1: it's not The Undertaker, but close. It's not The Undertaker, but close. He's kind of stoic like Uh, The Undertaker. But we go into a dark room. You can't really see a whole lot. There's this man standing in front of a desk that's looking outside a window into space. He really can't make it out at the beginning. Classical music's playing. The camera slowly pans in. Uh, And as we get closer, uh, we see another set of red eyes uh, and realize it's not Cad Bane's red eyes but it's Thrawn's red eyes. Thrawn, mixing. Thrawn is Mars showing up. And he He's up. not going to say a word. He's not going to pick up a hand to do anything, but he will show up at the very last end of this episode next week. The big teaser for the rest of these seasons that start happening that's going to intertwine uh, Thrawn being involved. That's the ultimate bad of all these. Yeah, okay. he, he is, is the from the like Thanos of this It's like record. the yeah,
0: like the Thanos at the end of the first Avengers movies. Where he just turned It
2: is not toilet paper, man, Mike. <laughs> Look, there I have confirmed fucking Lars Mookson coming back and playing back action. Action. which is the correct choice. Ah, people want to fucking yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. No, we use Lars Muxsen. Lars damn it! He's yeah, his voice is amazing as, as from.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. Look, and it's, I can see that, Justin. The thing is, like, I I don't s- why he's involved. What's
1: Strong doing? I don't he's know, but it's ultimate it, bad. He's ultimate bad.
0: Just it could be a post credit scene. No, no,
1: it's it, and it might be that now. He might be yeah. the very late yeah, entrance, right? The super surprise, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, like mid credit scene. It might not even be part of the actual show. It's a say. jawa musical, but no. <laughs> We may get that as a mid credit scene, but like he's going to show up or whatnot. I just think he's going to show up because yeah, they've already gonna, told it's us. It's
0: going to be a musical number called "Utini all day.
1: Yeah, but they've already told us that there's multiple shows, and all of them shows are going to coincide into a big in-game event. I'm the only character there that they've already mentioned and hinting at. They didn't just throw Thrawn's name in the Mandalorian Season 2 out there for no reason, and they've had a lot of time to game plan during this. I'm telling you right now. Thrawn is going to be at the very end of the next episode. I can feel it in my bones. And right. we're going to end this oh, off. with up here. Like
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. If you're part of our Patreon, you get to join our discord. And when a discord, we do a show like this. We ask for people for questions. Uh, we, and we got one from Brennan coming up uh, right now. Brennan Marr with, when I saw the, uh, the little shirt of the guard rings, I was reminded of the coat of Mithril that Bilbo gives to Frodo in the Lord of the Rings. Were you also reminded of that? Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> yeah, I like Lord of the Rings, so like, yeah. I thought about that. D&D came to mind. I was like, oh, my God, they're giving him a, a D&D chainmail of, of seeing, you know, some stupid crap like that. See, <laughs> so Get some kind of magical property from it. Uh, what about you, Danny? Did you think of anything else whenever you saw the Mithril armor?
2: No, well, I see Like, Star Wars has a lot of parallels, even though people didn't realize it was Lord of the Rings. Even the concept of fate. In both of them, like Mount mm-hmm. Doom, Fate, and The Star Wars. Chosen you know? One, yeah, The Chosen One, but like the, the concept of Doom in Star Wars is way more similar to like Mount Doom or, mm-hmm. or the Rings. Like you having a Destiny doesn't mean that it's going mm-hmm. to be a season good
0: experience. And we made like... Mando Season 2? No, I don't think yeah, we no, did. We no, just we had, had the one w- with the to set up Boba Fett.
1: All right, but here goes the thing right here real quick, I will say. I do see them like they could have a put like a mid credit scene where you see like a Thrawn thing or reveal like a, just a tease and then we we might actually get whatever's coming out next an actual clip from the show whether it be Obi Wan or something like this Obi Wan would be the next live action one but uh the Bad Bat season two might actually come out first yeah, no, they're both I don't coming mean, out she is a live action with animation that
2: would be Obi Wan. Wow, well, they're on Tatooine.
1: So yeah, so yeah, Obi Wan anyway, Tatooine. We've been doing this thing for a lot, uh, while tonight, Looking and nice. like I said, we almost went an hour and forty five minutes, and the show is only forty five minutes, like that you watch. So yeah, but there's, there's, a there's a lot of a lot to talk happen. about a lot to love with this. Cool. I love the fact that yeah. there's a lot of positivity around Star Wars now because I don't care who you are, complain about the name of it all you want to, uh, <laughs> don't care. Don't even matter to me. Yep. You're just letting something ruin your fun that shouldn't even ruin your fun because what we saw on the screen. Tank of episode
2: nine out. next time you're fucking. Right. The bubble, bubble, yeah, exactly. Bubble, like bubble, like do that, or whatever. Yeah, but this like,
0: was, this is my favorite episode. This was, this was my favorite Somehow episode. returned. Somehow, how? Dark Sith cloning magic. Yeah. And <laughs> and all you
1: listen to the great and wise. Yes. And watch where you stick your nose.
0: This was an awesome episode. can have a nose.
1: And, and, and all with because that being of that. Said, <laughs> with that being said, we leave you with the beautiful image of the live action version of Cad Bane as he graced us in this last episode. And until next time, peace. Thank you for watching the Holocron, Let's Get Ready podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the Let's Get Ready channel on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch.